Sons Unleashed. Hey, morning everyone. My name's Robbie. I'm here with Dan and Tamara and we're just going to do like a little bonus episode of Axon's Unleashed when I tell everyone about Dan and I have just finished doing our 75 hard. You have. Yes. How are you, Tammy? Are you going to do a little yes. interview with us, please? Yes, I am. So this 75 hard, we're going to go into sort of what it is, why you did it, uh, where you heard heard about it and just sort of the the ins and outs of it, the stuff that you didn't know you didn't know about it. Um, the challenges, what you found, um, and how you feel now, I guess. Yeah. Now what are we now, nine, nine, ten days post? Yeah, abs- Yeah, I don't know. It was about a week and a half or so ago that we sort of finished up there. Uh, I feel like that last ten days it's kind of flown by, you know, but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, and why are we actually doing this episode? I suppose I haven't received as much feedback as you have because you've been more intimately involved in running this, but... I assume you've had a lot of people reach out to you um, based on your social media presence as well, mate. Yeah, we absolutely have. So uh, what are we now? Tuesday the 6th of April. So this will be up really, really soon because I guess there's been a wave of people reach out to me going, man, I loved your photos. You're a massive inspiration. What diet were you on? Tell me about your workouts. Like, tell me about 75 Hard. I'm like, and I did say on the group there that I was going to do a little video. Well, guess what? We're doing the video now. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was going to sort of going to do one at home, and I went, "Fuck it, let's actually do it properly." Instead of sit down and going to go through each of the elements. So, so yeah, it was. Those that don't know, seventy five hard is um, it's more. It's a it's a program made by Andy Frizzella, uh, US guy. He's quite rah rah rah. If, if you've ever seen any of his um, YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, basically it's, it's a challenge that's not just physical. It's a mental, it's a mindset, it's a whole bunch of little tasks. And I guess, Robbie, let's actually, let's go back. How did you hear about this? Yeah. So, um, last year, uh, the amazing Jace Cosgrove, who's the accountant and financial planner, Dan, that we refer, refer all of our clients to, he's like, Hey Robbie, I'm going to do this, um, this challenge. Uh, in 2020 you should give it a go I'm like what is it he goes you're gonna do this 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 and this I'm like uh I'm not ready I need to prepare for it I've got this on I can't do it because of here because it's like 75 days of course but I guess the big thing is it's like zero alcohol and generally all of us have got something on that we're looking forward to where we are going to get on the cans during a 75 day period throughout the year so be it birthdays, be it Christmas, Easter, Australia Day, you know, no whatever. cheat meals, no days off. So this seventy five days is full on, nonstop, yeah, like yeah. go to work. So straight away, and I discovered, you know, since now looking into it, there's this thing called the bitch voice and the boss voice. That's his words, not mine. Not being sexist, racist, or whatever else. That's just what they're commonly sort of <laughs> referred to as. I don't think that's um, racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're safe in that one, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it was just excuse, 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 blah, blah, blah. So that was it. He went and did it and we sort of, you know, we saw him bloody doing running in the rain, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, wow, he's sort of taking this pretty seriously. Anyway, that that passed. Uh, it was earlier this year, maybe about the 3rd or 4th of January, you and I went to another friend's um, engagement party, Tammy. And he's like, hey, have you heard of this 75 heart? I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. He goes, he goes yeah, mate, he's got to do these tasks. I'm like, ah, that's what Jace Cosgrave was talking about last year. He goes, I'm starting it on Monday. And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty competitive with this guy. I'm like, fuck it. If you're starting it, I'm starting it. And this was Thursday, the 7th of January. And we started it on Monday, the 11th of January. 
So yeah, that's that's how I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not, I'm now going to do this. So. So let's go through what these tasks are. Before we get any further, let's break it down so that everyone knows what what that you are talking about for this every single day of 75 days. Sure. So um, as you said, Tammy, it's a mental toughness exercise, that, but there's just some physical traits that they've, uh, which sort of make it make it a bit a bit tougher, really. So it's no cheap meals, no alcohol. So no sweets, no chips, no pizza, no nothing. Like no shitty food for 75 days. That's clean eating. You can do keto, you can do macro, you can do um, bloody carnivore diet, you can do uh, fasted diet like you did, Dan. Like you can choose whatever diet you want. But you've um, got to stay committed to it for the 75 days. You and can't you just be like, can't eat I'm shit. Gonna, I'm going to start a diet on day one and then change it halfway through. It's like you stick to that process the whole yeah. way for 75 days. Um, you've got to do two 45-minute workouts a day. Now, you know, even Noah in the background, she's like, why can't I just do one 90-minute workout? And that was my initial thought as well because it's supposed to be a pain in the ass. You're supposed to be able to find another 45 minutes in the afternoon. So you've got to do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Generally, sort of, a, you can see I've got the book here in front of me. Minimum about three to four hours gap between them. Correct. So the, the, the idea is you do one in the morning, one in the, in the afternoon. But if you've got an extremely busy schedule, you can get up a sparrow's fart, do your first workout between five and six, and then do another one, say, between 11 and 12 in, this, in, in the sort of morning there. Getting stuff done early is probably the greatest secret as far as that goes. Drink your water early, get your sort of get your your first workout done. So, so talk about the water. So so you got to have. Um, he says one gallon of water, which is approximately three point seven five liters of water here in Australia. So that's a lot of fucking water to drink. You got to be able to read ten pages of a self development entrepreneur teamwork <clears throat> sort of book. Um, and some people are like. Oh, why don't I just like listen to a podcast or listen to an audio book? I learn better when I'm just reading stuff. And I'm like, no, that's the fucking problem. If you don't know how to read, how about you learn how to read and how about you put some time aside and actually read the book and actually like in a nice peace and quiet sort of place there, do it where there's nothing else going on. So you can actually really absorb sort of what's what's happening there. Um, what else do we have? That's the water, that's the book, that's the workouts, that's the diet. Boom! That's it. So that's that's, that, that's what the that's what the the five daily tasks are. So, um, mate, let's go to you, Dan. Like, what what did you do? Because I I just sort of I put in our little in our little group there in our little Slack channel. I was like, hey, uh, ladies and gents of Axon, I'm doing this. Please feel free to join me. You know, I'm going to do it from the 11th of January through to the 27th of March. If you guys want to join me, sort of have a crack. No dramas. What were you thinking when I, when I sort of first posted it in? Um. I kind of gave it like a very passing glance and I was like, yep, 75 hard, sounds good. Gave it a quick scroll through. I'm like, yeah, I get to do two 45-minute workouts a day, have a diet, blah, 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 blah. I just sort of looked at it and I think um, probably for the 12 to 18 months beforehand, I'd been doing a lot of making excuses. Um, what's About six months before that, Margaret, my daughter, had been born. And I just I recall in the lead up to that, probably for the last three months, Anne was a little bit not well, as most ladies are in the last three months of pregnancy. Life mm. gets a little bit harder. And then probably for about six months after Margaret was born, it just I really didn't have an opportunity in my life where, and Anne didn't either, where we could properly take care of ourselves. Mm. And that included like 
going for walks, doing workouts, doing circuits around the house. The self-care was was put on the back burner because you were now caring for two young children that Pretty. can't, you know, they can't provide for themselves, they can't look after themselves. Your care has to go there. Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah, as a result, I was just kind of getting a little bit fat, lazy and unhappy with things because that's what happens when you when you sort of go through that transition and you don't look after yourself. Like, whether you like it or not, your mental agility and your desires and your want to be successful starts to go on the back burner when you're not looking after yourself. Your body, from a physical perspective, has a really strong um, power over your mental capacity as well. Um, So it's just the ability to be able to move between those two areas. So the biggest thing for me is I just kind of turned around and said, I'm sick of making excuses. Like, I haven't prioritised this for long enough. Now it's time to prioritise it and... I, I needed to figure out how to tell Anne was the biggest thing. <laughs> um, and I needed to figure out a way that would be the minimum impact on her and our lifestyle as well, mm. which is for me was one of the big things because like our two young children didn't go away for 75 days while we were no. doing this. It was about finding ways to fit it in the calendar. So And integrating them, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Being able to bring them into the into the process. Like they didn't go and do two 45-minute workouts a day, but my meal timings were also a bit of a pain in the ass on the family because mm. even though we already had fallen into a routine where the kids would eat dinner at 5 and we'd done by 5.30 and we'd roll into bath times and then books and then beds from a routine perspective – when I wasn't doing 75 hard, if mealtime got pushed to the right by 15 minutes, it wasn't an issue. But all of a sudden, it needs to now be at 5 o'clock, so I'm done by 5.30, so I can start my fast immediately at 5.30 and roll it through till the next morning. Um, so there was impacts on the family, but I tried to minimise that as much as I possibly could. So that was probably the biggest thing. I could not imagine. I'm so thankful. Another reason why I'm so thankful we don't have kids. I do not know how people with a young family get through 75 heart. Mate, it's a fucking mammoth effort. And with there a, has with a been a huge amount of support from yeah. your wife. Yeah, in short. <laughs> true. We'll come back well, to that. Well, we, uh, we have a baby. It's, it's out called Axon, mm. uh, and it takes up a lot of our time and effort. But um, going back to the early sort of first week, I guess, um, the biggest things I was seeing from you was more how you were adjusting to things like you were learning so many lessons in that first sort of week to 10 days about, okay, if I don't get that workout done in the morning, uh, then that's not going to happen. If I don't get my reading done, then I'm going to fail. If um, Oh, the other one's a progress picture. Yes, take the thank photo. you. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, taking your, your progress photo. And... Um, the biggest thing I noticed was suddenly you're running out of our meetings because you've got to pee all the time. Oh, man, <laughs> drinking all that water. Like your body does go through an, an adjustment, like having so much water come in and then out again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just became a massive pain in the ass the whole way through. Yeah. But yeah, I was busy. <laughs> wasn't I, mate? Just getting interrupted think, all I the time. I think we even did a live Q&A one night. And yeah, you're like, you're like, I sorry, go. guys, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you just left us on this online podcast, on online webinar. Just bye. <laughs> but I tell you what, I, I got a real, um, I got a real sort of um, sharp awakening when you do drink so much water, and there's like so much, you know, fluid in the brain that the water that uh, that your brain needs a lot of water to go through anyway. 
no alcohol, clean eating, lots of endorphins coming in from an exercise perspective and drink, you know, drinking that lot of water. I was feeling so sharp so quick. Did you sort of feel, feel that as well? Like giving it like maybe 10, 12, 15 days into it? Yeah. So I'll probably, I don't really drink that much in a day to day thing anyway. Um, drinking water is certainly something that I don't do enough of. So I suppose that that element gave you a little bit more clarity. There's obviously a huge amount of benefits from drinking enough water. That's mm. why everyone says drink more water in your life. You're mm. supposed to do more. Um, so the clarity, yeah, probably I think the clarity for me was the combination not just of drinking the water and not, and, um, not drinking alcohol and eating right. But, yeah, the exercise for me is a huge one. Like I know immediately as soon as I've gone and done some exercise, like – I'm good for another four to six hours from a sharpness perspective. Mm. But then at the end of that four to six hours, like things start to go downhill and it became an element of how I started to structure my day in a lot more detail. So I'd be like, I knew that I can read my emails at 11 o'clock at night when I'm half passed out and be able to action anything that just needs archiving, for example. But anything that was of high importance then got a chunk of time immediately after I'd finished exercising. So I'd be like, I've got 10 minutes on this email, 15 minutes on here, 15 minutes here, because I knew that I needed to be sharp when I'd be able to action that. So I had the clarity that was happening after exercise. So it almost became a catalyst. I tried to do it at the beginning where you had to schedule your exercise in, right, into the calendar. And immediately that caused some friction because I'm sitting there going, Anne's telling me, you've told me that you don't have any time in your life for the last four months, yet all of a sudden you've now found an hour and a half every single day to go and do exercise. I think this was a a huge one for me as well, actually, because um, suddenly, yeah, like we didn't have time for this, didn't have time for that, or, and then suddenly you've got this extra hour and a half and I'm like, um hello (laughs) everything like you don't have time for anything until you make it a priority Mm. once it becomes a priority in your life you fucking get up earlier and you just like yeah it it just you know became so much more of a routine so so much quicker um let's talk about the food for a second so when you've got like all those kilo you know kilojoules and calories going out the door i quickly i quickly switch focus from food wasn't a gorging activity food was a nourishment activity because I just needed the, I needed the, the vitamins. I needed the, you know, the uh, re- replenishment there. So I and didn't you, go. You weren't on any particular diet um, per se. You weren't like it says go on a diet, but it, it, your diet was clean. Just your your diet was clean eating. Yep. And you had no pizza is one of your favorite foods. I had some pizza on the weekend. It was fucking gold. You, I think you've had it twice now since you yeah, finished. Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so we we've just come out of the, the the back end of Easter. So I had hot cross buns yesterday. I was eating chocolate. I've had pizza. I fucking drank red wine. Had a few beers. Like I've had a cracking weekend. Um. Yeah. That's on the back of seventy five hearts. But so that's uh, also th- like you missed out on a hell of a lot of other. Um, events and activities. We went down to Sydney for our awards night. Uh, you kept asking for sparkling water. They'd bring you sparkling wine every time. Um, you like, both did, actually. I like paid three, 350 bucks a ticket to be sitting there with unlimited bloody drinks coming our way and, like, zero. I had not, not even fucking close to having one drop of alcohol. We, we also had our amazing coach, Jack DeLosa, hosted an amazing dinner with some of his personally selected french um wines from burgundy you know these are 
multiple hundred dollar, um, hundreds of dollar wines. So we're sitting there in Otto restaurant in Sydney, upstairs, private dining room, three course meal, 35 other entrepreneurs, everyone's fucking carted. Me included. Yes. And I'm totally sober. Yeah. Everyone's like, man, I cannot believe you're doing this. I'm like, I just got to a point where I just didn't even see it. But that's kind of, the, I think, one of those testing moments where that could have been the point when you go, ah, oh, fuck it, this, I won't get this opportunity for a while or again or, you know, I'm missing out here, that huge FOMO moment and you stuck through it, you know. that's And people are going through Easter. They've just gone through Easter right now. I know um, one of the guys, Aaron, he's written in there going, man, this weekend was tough. Because yep. everyone's around him eating Easter eggs, having drinks, having barbecues, having, um, you know, hot cross buns, and he's there, nope, not having it. Sorry, Aaron, I would have eaten at least a dozen hot cross buns <laughs> over the weekend. Like, no word of a lie, we made three batches of 12 homemade hot cross buns. Oh, God. And there's probably only, like, like four left. Damn. And your wife is a fucking great pastry yes. cook. Yeah, yeah, good on you. So we, yeah, the we, we were hosting people, obviously. That's why there was so <laughs> many hot cross buns. Yeah, yeah. So the food. So one of the things I sort of discovered in the, in the book here, and um, I don't have any affiliation to Seventy Five Hard, but uh, again? certainly um, go away, Siri. Um, <laughs> once I read the book, and like there's there's a lot of things on the internet. So I read all the frequently asked questions, and I did all my bloody research and whatever else. But there's probably twenty things in the book there that I didn't know existed. So I guess one of those things that says is that. You can't, for instance, be on a fasting diet or be on a macro diet and just, you know, only eat certain foods in a certain sort of period of time. And then you're like, I can have chips and I can have pizza and I can do this because I'm in my window or I can eat wherever I want. And that's all fine from an overall calories perspective. But I guess what he was talking about is if you eat those things to make you feel comfortable, you're not really testing yourself there. You're like, you're sure you can be on whatever diet you want to eat over whatever period but you still shouldn't eat, you know, shit food. He even says in the book, he's like, if you have that one chocolate fucking bud or that one M&M, you have failed because you know you shouldn't be eating that shit even though it's in your eating window. And when they say fail, you fail and go back to the start, right? Yeah. So you could be on, what, day 73? Yep, and you're back to the start straight and away. And you fail and go back to the start. And how much of that was a driver for you to not fail? Oh, look, I, I thrive on um, I thrive on challenges. I thrive on making sure I can inspire other people, but I also don't want to make shit harder for myself. Mm. So, you know, even the amazing Noah here, who's our, who's our marketing manager, she's the back, to, back to day one today after seven days, you know, and she, she had a little trip up over, over Easter. So I'm like, guess what? You're now going to do 82 days, and <laughs> not but 75. But that was when we spoke to Jace. He, he actually said last year when he did it, the first couple of times he did it, he failed. And he failed on pretty early on, I think like seven or ten days twice. And he said it wasn't even like the hard things. I did the exercises. I drank all the water. I, re I read the book or one of them was I forgot to read the ten pages of my book or I forgot to take my progress picture. And suddenly he's failed and has to go back yep. to the start. And so, like, Dan, how we, what motivated you to not fail? And did you get to a point where you almost failed? Because I've got a little story to tell. Mm. I, I had a little panic station one day. Um, if you've got the 75 hard up, the progress picture actually brought one up there, Tammy, that I thought about. The progress pictures, once you go back into it, you can, like, flick through from day one and be like, flick, 
flick, flick. I think it was about day 50. I was just sitting there one night. I'm like, I need a little bit more inspiration. Like, let's look at Fat Dan at day one and let's fast forward to day 50 where I was feeling a little bit better. I flicked through and I flicked one day. I'm like, oh shit, that's the same picture as the day before. I flicked back, flicked forward and I'm like, did I screw up here? And I was around about day 35. So I was already like two weeks past that. I was like, oh no. So fortunately, I'd also been keeping like a little 75 hard folder of all of my pictures. And I had to go back through there. And I'm like, no, I need to edit the picture. So I thought that I'd missed a progress picture like Jace yeah. was saying there. But I had to go back through. I'm like, I've still got that progress picture that I did take. I've yeah. just uploaded the wrong one that morning. Right. It was panic stations. I was like, <laughs> I'm at day 50. I've got 25 days to go. And I had a really hard, like, good hard look at myself because I'm like, I'm at day 50. Will I actually go back to day one and start this again? Or will I be like, I'm at day 50. I can't put Anne through another And that would be a hard days. decision oh, yeah. to make because you're so far in and that's a whole lot more to go. And you, as you said... And you're feeling pretty good by day 50. Oh, so. yeah. So that's going to lose your momentum. It's going to put an added strain on everyone around you. It's going to just really shatter that confidence again. So, like, that must be a really hard time battling with yourself. Our little puppy dog saved my ass, actually. Oh. It was, um, it was the night that we had our Brisbane meetup. Mm-hmm. So we had to, was it the Saturday, what day was that again? Uh, no, it was late February. It, 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 was, it was definitely a Saturday. I don't know, 28, 29th of January I think it was. So we were like three weeks in. Of course, I was a designated driver, drove to Brizzy, did the event, got home again about nine o'clock at night. Tammy, you just went straight out, um, met up with a few a few other people. I had to go back downstairs and I was doing a swim session. I was literally fucking swimming and nearly falling asleep at the bloody same time. I was so tired. After sort of hosting the event, driving there, driving home, blah, 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 blah. So I went upstairs, uh, finished doing my session there. Like, this is one thing I'm really enjoying about exercising now. Like, when you've got to do two 45-minute sessions, <clears throat> when it gets to, like, 41 minutes, 42 minutes, 40, you're like, you're literally fucking counting down, like, oh, 45, stop. And you just stop fucking, you just stop working out stop straight exactly away. exactly where you are exactly. and walk away. 45, <laughs> like, sweet, done. I'm fucking tick that box. It was literally one of those nights. I was doing some stretches after the pool session, went upstairs, laid down, and I just sort of watched a little bit of TV, and I fell asleep. Now, you've got to complete all the tasks before midnight. Now, I don't know what happened. It wasn't you coming home because it was before midnight. You're not normally home before midnight <laughs> if I'm not out with you. But the, the dogs got startled, and the dogs started barking, and then they woke me up. And it was like 11.36, and I had not taken my project uh, progress pick, and I had not read my fucking book. So I had to get up then, shake off, you know, put some bloody water in my face, take my progress picture. There was one that my eyes were really fucking sad and sore <laughs> that day. And then had to go and read my, read my bloody book. Sure enough, 11.58, finished reading my book, 10 pages, done, ticked it off, just fucking fell over the line. That's it. So uh, thankfully the little puppies woke how, out. How far through the program were you at that point? So that was like late, late January. So what are we, yeah, three weeks in. Three weeks in. Mm. At what point do you think that it becomes less about achieving it and more about I'm not going back to day one? Um, the threat of going back to day one is obviously there every single day. Um, one of the things that I really focused on was not going, oh, fuck, I've still got another 45 days to go. Like that's a big chunk of time. That's mm. a big commitment. A little bit like going through a commando selection, right? I just wanted to get through that day. And then I wake up the next morning and do my task and get through the next day. And when you just focus on 
getting through each day, day on day, you look back and you're like, fuck, I just did another seven days. Yeah. So another whole little thing about how to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. So, yeah, sure, 75 days is a long time. And I guess – so that, that got me through the desert period, sort of the day 40 where you're, into the, where you're in the groove but you've still got another 35 days to go. I was like, fuck, this is, this is just starting to get a bit of grind now. And you even asked me the other day what was the hardest thing. I'm like, just in the grind every fucking day. Yeah. Like it's one of those things I used to feel really exhilarated when I finished like signing off on my, on my app every night. I'm like, wow, I just like achieved another day. Then I wake up I'm like, fuck, I've got to do that again tomorrow. So, yeah, I guess... Um, I wanted to ask you about the actual workouts because they're not specified. It just says one indoor and one outdoor and there is no rest days. So you have to manage that in your own sort of your workouts. So, Dan, I'll, sp- I'll spin to you. What sort of workouts were you doing? What was a day in the life in terms of what sort of exercise... Um, and the variety you would put in to, so that you weren't stale every day? Every single morning without fail, I went for a walk with or without kids. Generally, um, <laughs> my eldest, James, loves getting up at about five in the morning, so I don't Yay. have need for an alarm <laughs> clock. Um, but generally, he'd wake up in the morning and I'd get up with James at five o'clock in the morning and he'd go and have a quick feed for breakfast. I'm still on my intermittent fasting, so... I'd have a litre and a bit of water and then we'd jump in the pram or on a bike and um, we'd start walking up and down the hills around the corner from my house and try to make it as entertaining as possible by going, we're going to go up this hill and see the city or we're going to go down around here and we'll find the crane truck and literally walk around the suburbs near my house looking for dig digs and dozers. (laughs) How good. We spent weeks and weeks and weeks of doing that. Um, he would have loved that time with you, though. Yeah, absolutely. Towards the end, it actually, um, our family started to transition. He started to sleep in more as winter started to come upon us and the light didn't enter his bedroom as early as it normally would. So um, he'd wake up a little bit later, which sort of put Margaret in the window of waking up at about the same time. And then the whole family would just be going out and we'd be like, okay, let's go for a walk. And James would then direct which roads we went down and be like, go down that one or go across this way or we're going to go and have a look for the for the moo cow or the giraffe. So there's actually statues of cows and giraffes around right. the corner from I our house. I was wondering where the giraffes are in Brisbane. No, so, so I literally know every street around our neighbourhood, like nice. the back of my hand. I'll be like, and look at the... They've, they've now poured the concrete on this slab on top of the garage. <laughs> like I knew exactly every construction site that was going on around our place because home builders actually ramp things up quite a lot from a reno perspective. So, yeah, that was my religious thing was 45 minutes walk every single morning. Um, and then just learning lessons as I went through. So sometimes I'd be like, okay, I know I've got a 45-minute walk I need to do here. And then I'd tack it'd normally be like a 30-minute walk to take James to an activity. So I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to add an extra 20 or 30 minutes to the front of that walk and go for a one-hour loop and then end at the activity mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, now I've ticked off another I've ticked off another exercise. Like it also meant I was walking up and down hills to get to the activity rather than the nice smooth straight path directly there. Yeah. But it was what it was. Um, and a few, a few beach swims I, I remember when we were on the road. Oh, absolutely. That was um, it's one of those things. When I was young, I used to swim a hell of a lot and then gradually moved into surf lifesaving. So 
Um, one of the really good benefits of doing it over summer was that every opportunity I got to be near a beach, because I live in Brisbane and don't live on the Gold Coast down on the water, so every opportunity I got to be near a beach, I'd be like, all right, let's go out and let's have an awesome like body surfing session and catch a wave and do this and do that and get back into the ocean. It's a huge refresher from like yeah. an energy level perspective, I find as well. And some sometimes you might be on the road and demand to go for a swim in the ocean that's a closed beach and if someone gets dumped on a sandbank and you get kicked out by the lifeguards <laughs> that's just what happens over the way oh god that, that's in the one of the podcasts isn't it about newcastle yeah about newcastle yeah <laughs> <coughs> my key takeaway from an exercise perspective was um sure you'd be all motivated and you'll have a buddy cracking full-on high energy session but every now and then you just need to remind yourself to be kind to the to the body you know, to nourish the body, to sit down and stretch and do some yoga. And, like, you know, I probably did 10 sessions, I suppose, over that whole period. I'm like, babe, I'm fucking shagged. I cannot go and do another workout. Like, every single muscle in my body has now got DOMS happening. I've just got to do some stretching. If I don't do some stretching, I can't do my session first thing tomorrow morning of whatever that was going to be, upper body, lower body, cardio, whatever. So, you know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't just, like, laying down on the floor in the body <clears> – <throat> shavasana position you know position uh, actually doing it <laughs> doing it properly you know i had my little my um stretchy leg thing up and around and i was you know trying to put my ankles up around my ears a few times um actually stretching there in the in, in the in the lounge room so yeah, yeah be if you're about to embark on this you can do any form of exercise it doesn't need to be high energy it doesn't need to be high intensity Just please balance, balance it out it's the only way you're going to yeah. get through it and yoga, i guess another yoga, thing was yoga. It was um, getting that outdoor workout done as early as you can as well because sometimes, you know, afternoon storms are happening and, or you know, things happen and then there was that backup time for, okay, if it is horrendous outside, I can still do something indoors, I can still do an online workout, I can still go into a gym, I can still do this... um, but there were a few times that you did go walking in torrential rain. Oh yeah, like mate. I do not. Um, I do not envy those people about to uh, embarking on it now. It's fucking winter. Like even this morning, I got up at five thirty. I remember you. Used it's not winter yet. Well, yes. it's coming. But I used to. It's, it's, it's embarking. Like I used to walk out the door and be down there, watch the sun come up at five thirty. It was pitch black still at five thirty this morning. You know, this morning. So I was literally oh, thinking about it. So yeah, when the sun is still down and you. Like when the sun is down and you're trying to do exercise, it's not fun because your body automatically thinks, I should be having a nice little snooze about it. It's nighttime. But you kind of, you just got to yeah. get it But you'll done. get a really cracking sunrise at the end of that, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be, it, it, there's it's a, gonna be tough. a cold, wet, long winter embarking for everyone doing 75 hard right now. And uh, I'm fucking glad I did it during the summer. It I was think so, that's so much when, easier. When Jay started his was winter because he kind of said, Right, I'm going to start in the the winter in the coldest time and it's only going to get better. So that was his mindset about it. He's like, middle of middle of winter, it's only going to get better as the 75 days true, true. progresses. Hey, what about the weigh, weighing yourself? You were, um, I found that quite confronting, but at the end of the day, I also found it a great little ac- accountability tool as well. I just well, went and bought that. That wasn't part of it, though, was No, it? you don't have to weigh yourself. No. You've got to do the sort of progress the pick, progress but I'm like, pick. well, you know. If you also want to track what's going on from a overall body mass perspective, 
um, yeah, we just got that Fit, fit Track Pro, and yeah, when you jump on the scales every single day, it was it was it almost became like a little competition I was having with the with the Fit Track Pro. I'm like, damn it, I've only come down 200 grams today. I'm like, right, I'm not now. I'm going to be even stricter with my diet. So it was a good little activity, but it's fucking hard at it first. It was kind of funny because he'd he'd tell me off and he'd go. I'm going to eat less portions this week tomorrow. I'm going to eat less portions. And then he'd do massive workout and he'd be like, I'm starving. I need seconds. That's a whole <laughs> nourishment thing. I was like, yeah, I couldn't fucking stop eating. So I started at um, 99.7 and got down to 92.1. Mm-hmm. That was my sort of, yeah, up and down sort of perspective there. So that was good. Um, let's sort of close it off so we don't ramble off too much. What's some of your key lessons learned, Dan, that you – like if someone was like, hey, I want to do 75 hard, what's the top two things you would provide them as like do this and get it right? Yeah. Otherwise the likelihood of you failing is going to be very high. Uh, you guys hear it all too often, but like I'll just open it with like Anne was right. Because um, <laughs> I had for months and months and months been sitting there going, I can't fit this in, I can't get it done. And she would often talk to me about like, what about incidental exercise? What about when you take James to daycare, you just do a loop and you come back and all of a sudden it's a one-hour workout that you've managed to get done. I'll be like, I don't have time. I couldn't possibly do this. And it just came down to priorities mm. at the end of the day. And like that's the biggest thing is that if you're going to go and do 75 hard, just own the fact that it's going to be a very, very selfish period of time that you're going to prioritise yourself and you're going to make choices that are in your life about improving yourself or balancing yourself out from that perspective um, because that's all you're going to do. Like it's, it's something that if you don't go at 100%, you're going to drop out pretty bloody quickly. Um, so you need to be 100% focused on being able to do that and just own the fact that you're going to be a little bit selfish for a little while. Mm. But you can be shel- selfish in the short term to improve everyone's life in the long term. Yeah. And that's the way I sort of viewed it is like um, like there's there's underlying things that drive me. So my dad had a heart attack at like age 50. Right. Um, and I distinctly remember that happening. And I'm like, you know what? I can't turn into a overweight, middle-aged, advancing man and have a heart attack at age 50 mm. because not everyone recovers from a heart attack the way that my dad has and I need to be there for my family later on. Mm. So that's what I mean about the short-term selfishness is driven there for a long-term benefit from a holistic perspective. Nice. I want to absolutely echo those words that um, if your partner is not supportive of you doing this and they're going to be a weight around your ankle as opposed to a buoyancy vest and keeping you up, you know, upbeat um, as you were with me, Tammy, it's going to fucking – you're going to struggle big time. Don't get me wrong. It is bloody hard. Like – Sometimes, you know, especially when, you know, you work with clients at night. You have a schedule at night as well. You don't have, you don't finish work at five. You don't work nine to five. You know, your life normally is very chaotic and very, um, not chaotic, but the structure and the scheduling seems chaotic, right? So to fit things in, Sometimes we're having dinner five five thirty. Sometimes you know I'm cooking dinner and then you miss it and you're having a protein shake and you might have dinner at nine or you know the the amount of juggling that happened, the amount of you know things that we didn't enjoy together, uh, like those experiences together. My God, I would have been 
bloody disappointed, I think, if we had won those awards and I couldn't share a champagne with you. You said to me, what if we win? I'm like, I'll be having a glass of sparkling water. Um, but we didn't win, so mm. next year. Um, Which is this year. True. Um, mm. But, yeah, like just lots of those things in, and, yeah, you know, you coming home after having to go work out at 9 o'clock or 9.30 <laughs> at night and I'm already, like, I'm winding down going to bed and you're, like, come in full of beans. I remember Yay! the Australian, Australian Open was on and Nick Kyrgios was playing and he was two sets, to, two sets to love down and he just finished winning the last two sets. And I'm like, it was, like, quarter to ten. I'm like, babe, you want to watch the fucking tennis? Kyrgios is about to bloody win this five-setter. You're like, I'm asleep, motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking go, leave me I, alone. I don't know how you thought that was a good idea to do that. Oh, we, what, to wake me up yeah, to watch the tennis. Idea. We have watched the tennis together plenty of times. and I'm, I don't think I've woken up for it. True, and but anyway. And then you proceeded to just sit outside in the lounge room, which adjoins our bedroom, with it really loud anyway. Oh, you <laughs> should have been awake. Uh, That's all he wanted you to know. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. but th- what I was saying was, uh, yeah, it's very selfish. It's very... You have the person doing it really has to acknowledge that your supporters and your family they're going through this too. They're they're putting up with you. Like it's it's a huge thing. So yeah, if you don't have everyone on board, then it's going to be tough. What else, mate? You got another one? You go first. Um, embrace the fact that you need to put your your day one versus day seven and day 14 and day 21 all the way through to day 75 put the fucking picture on social media and let your family and friends and your network judge you and keep yourself accountable like that definitely worked for me so you started your own sort of um 75 hard group accountability group on facebook uh you had quite a lot of people not just the people that were doing the challenge but you also had quite a number of spectators in there as well didn't yeah, there's you? about 100 people in the group there still now yeah you know? so so, so the the ripple effect and the inspiration from that especially seeing you finish i think is going to have a, an even bigger impact but it it's so true. P- posting up there every day, posting your challenges, posting, you know, this was the this was the challenge today. This is what I could have done or this is what I've had to do to make things, you know, I couldn't work out today um, So I did, because I'm so sore. So I've done a swim session and some stretching or I've done some yoga. Like making, passing on that knowledge to each other but also keeping each other accountable I think was so key. Yeah, um, certainly I've got full disclosure. I wasn't in there every day posting that sort of stuff, but every week at the end of the seven days, um, yeah, you sort of post that post that progress picture. So, yeah, it was a bit confronting at first, but once the progress started to show a little bit, I was like, fuck, I can't wait to show everyone what's going on here. But I've got to say, though, that that's purely cosmetic stuff, and I said it on many occasions during my little post. I wish I could take a photo of what was happening in my head and my heart and my soul. I was just turning into so much of a better person because I was eating well, I was exercising, I was drinking lots of water, I was feeling fresh, I was feeling more confident. You know, my, my levels of, of sort of resilience and grit were going through the roof, which is exactly what it's you know what it's all about, really. And I was starting to win that tactical guide, that tactical war with with myself. Yeah, and if you've got some context around there um, of how much sort of uh, I suppose mental changes were also going on with RT. We actually sat down and did our quarterly planning the other day and he stood up in front of everyone and actually apologised and sort of said, you will not see that previous version of me again. Mm, so it's like it wasn't, it wasn't a physical thing from that perspective, but he just demonstrated the fact that 
he could see that the best version of himself hadn't been on display for some time. Um, and that's a very confronting um, emotion to be able to share with it's people. vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. Which for an XSF <laughs> commander is uh, pretty bloody hard to be vulnerable <laughs> from that perspective. Talking about the um, – right. I remember you did say that the reading was something that you really got something out of. Um, it's probably something that was put on the back burner for you for a number of years is, is – we, I am a huge buyer of books, especially um, personal development and business books. And now I've started bringing them into the office as well and sharing it with our Axon library. Um, but that was something that I, th- I feel like it wasn't a priority for you until this. Like you might, you would read a book during holidays every Christmas maybe. Yeah, at best. So one of the things I learned um, in the book here is that you were supposed to just pick a book and read that book from start to finish. Mm. But I didn't get this book, the 75 hard book, straight away. I had like a core of three different books. I was reading Zappo's book, The The Path to Happiness. Yeah. Um, Then I was also reading uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. By Dale Carnegie, and I started. It, and I was also reading uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. Mm-hmm. So they were my sort of three go-to books. They're all similar. They're that, all those that know principles. It's like thicker than a Bible. Yeah, yeah, correct. But it's it's just got good, hard-hitting principles about life, about how to better, better, better leader, better entrepreneur, better person. Mm-hmm. So I was really enjoying. I guess I was just grabbing little bits of inf- inspiration from those. So I was, yeah, I've discovered that I didn't follow that program exactly like what was outlined in the book but i was certainly reading my 10 pages and you know that that's what sort of inspired me to to get it all done but yeah when i do it all again um when i do it again one day probably next year um as i just see you roll your eyes at me tammy like ah fuck all these things about bloody being selfish are coming my way again uh i'll certainly uh, i've now got better better context around the rules of the road about how to get it done to the letter of the law question without notice tam would you do it with rt next year um, he's definitely inspired me, but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want it hard, like want it enough. Um, I think you can jump on the bandwagon with something, but unless you really know your why and you understand your why, then you, you really are just jumping on the bandwagon of someone else. Um, so I'm not quite there with my why yet, um, but... You never know. Never know. Yeah, there you go. Um, and just finally, I, I just want to acknowledge there was uh, there was four or five other people that really got through. So there's myself and yourself, Dan. There was uh, there was Christy down in Melbourne. Oh. There was uh, Angie, the lovely Angie Paradise. So you guys will get to meet here on the podcast real she, soon. She's having a lovely, well earned holiday. At the she moment. got through it all as well. So um, you know, there was probably another core of 10, 11, 12 other people that um, got through various stages, and then something happened in their life, and they weren't able to complete it. Is it now that they've started phase one? Someone in there. That's Christy. Yeah. So every single person that had to pull out had an amazing, high level, deep, and meaningful reason why they couldn't go on. But as Andy Frazella would say, and this is not not me being a prick here, at the end of the day, it was still an excuse about why you had to pull out. So I guess it's um it, it's it's a very interesting, you know, position that everyone finds themselves there and on the back of what you just said, Tam. If you're purpose and your why about why you want to do this is so crystal clear and so compelling you'll fucking deal with those other things in your life and just make it work no matter what um so but you know that's uh yeah that's that's what andy frazella would say about 
Christine. I always yeah. Christy and Christine. There's another like Christine. Yes. Um, you finished. Christy had to stop, but Christine. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I just wanted to get that off my chest anyway and sort of go through what it was like to be in the 75 hard. One of the things that I've since been listening to podcasts is that we all um, we all feel better when we go to sleep at the end of each night having achieved something. So whether that's you're on 75 hard or you have your own little abridged version of it, as long as you're just fucking doing something to mm. progress in life, that's sort of you know going to give you a much, much better outcome. So I do have something else that I'm already planning. So what are we now? 10 days or so after 75 hard is done. I won't divulge any details right now, but um, yeah, Axon slash Robbie slash there's going to be another version of 75 Heart come your way and everyone's going to have an opportunity to come and join me. Awesome stuff, mate. Looking forward to seeing what comes downhill. All right. Thanks, everyone.